have bad internet. <laughs> we are live. Was it delayed, Dylan? I don't know. My we are live said after you waved, but we are live here with Don Ludicky and Dylan Crush with Romance Happy Hour. And we are joined today by Sierra Godfrey and Amy. I am going to say this last name wrong. I, I knew I Mc practiced it. McGonum. McGonum. Oh, good. <laughs> Evie McGonum. I'm so sorry, Evie. I tried That's to practice. <laughs> I did not get it right. You I'm did so very sorry. well to get to Amy. That's all we need. <laughs> We're good together. That's why Dylan and I are a team. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so first, Dylan, what are you working on? I saw you were at Galena this weekend. Yeah. I saw all the posts from all weekend and I was very jealous. So let us know. How did it go? Yeah, it was great. Um, this was my second year to go to Romantic Galena Reads in Galena, Illinois, and um, it was a lot of fun. I, I went a couple days early, and um, Shannon Schroeder, who's been on the show before, she and I sponsored the, they have a scent workshop, so we got to make our own um, bottle of perfume, and that was really interesting, because I didn't know anything about making perfume, and we got to pick like a you know, like base notes and mid notes and top notes and all this other stuff. And so, so that was fun. And then, um, then we did the, the signing and then Saturday night last year, we were supposed to do like a walking ghost tour and we got rained out and this year we got to do it. So, nice. but it was a good thing. We didn't do it last year because one of the houses they stopped in front of was the Airbnb I stayed in last year oh. and we talked about how haunted it was. So I said, That's why. We didn't get to do it last year. That's right. They I would like not have been able to go back to that place. I would have left probably that night to drive the oh four and a half gosh. hours home. Um, so, yeah, so funny. Fun. So, okay. A couple questions of the night. The first questions of the night for you, Dylan, mm -hmm. is one, did your husband like your scent that you made? Oh, you know what? That's a great question. He hasn't even smelled it yet because it's what? still in my suitcase. I came home and and um, it's been a busy week. So yeah, it's still. Well, let us know because I'm suitcase. curious. I'm curious if he's like, oh man, baby, this is the best scent I've ever smelled on you. Or if he's like, listen, throw that in the trash. He's he's just not into I don't know. He doesn't wear cologne or anything like he's just not into the smelly stuff. Yeah. I, I don't even know if he'd notice. He'd probably be like, like, did you, did you get a new shampoo or something? I mean, I don't even know if he'd notice. So, Do you want to hear a secret about my husband that he'll probably kill me for telling me on Romance Happy Hour? Just us. Well, you may as well, Don, because <laughs> we know he's never coming on here. So we'll no, he's not. He's not. He'll never hear this. now for like four years that he was going to come on. All right. Tell and, us so briefly, I worked at the same company that he did. Mm-hmm. And they were very surprised to find that he was my husband. And they immediately came to tell me, oh, my gosh, is that your husband? And they said, yeah. And they said, we call him Mr. Smellgood because he Ooh. smells so good. Oh. They're like, he leaves the hallway and we hang out in that hallway to smell it. <laughs> what, what is it, Don? I, I mean, it's obviously not Axe body spray or something. What is he dousing himself in every day? Uh, Johnny Depp's perfume. Really? Sauvage. Yeah, it's Sauvage. Oh, Sauvage? Yeah. No, not, apparently not these the women. Savage? You... It's not Savage. So I actually said that. So I was like. Is it spelled the same? Yeah, it's spelled the same because I. this is the same conversation, right? And so they're like. What does he use? Because we will follow him down the hallway. And they said, um, it's like savage or something. And they're like, girl, it's called Sauvage. And <laughs> it's French or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Like Sauvage. But Savage seems more cool with Johnny Depp, right? Because he's like yeah. a pirate. So I mean, you got me. like I said, my, my husband wears doesn't wear any of the smelly stuff he wears yeah. um deodorant and that's about it yeah so. yeah my husband does so I just say you know savage with johnny Depp right. is a good scent um apparently well, people okay. will follow you down the hallway if you wear it i'm not sure that's a good thing 
depending, <laughs> depending on who that is, but true. Um, true. I will have to, I will have to ask. Oh, okay. I'll put some on and put some on and ask and let us know. Cause I am curious how much he loves it. Tell him to do it from a scale of one to 10. And so we know okay. how much, how good your, your fragrance making is. All right. I'll ask. And you. also, did you see any ghosts in your Airbnb? That was my second question. Um, not in the one that we stayed at. No. Oh, good. So, I didn't see any ghosts. I mean, there were, well, there, we, we did go into a creepy house that was built in 1826. And, um, and so there were like orbs and stuff, but. Yeah, but I didn't see any ghosts. So Oh, you saw orbs though. Yes. But I mean, you know, my mom and dad also used to live in a a house that was a funeral home for 40 years. So it it would take oh. it would take oh. a lot to Yes. <laughs> to yes. startle me, I think, after some of the sure. experiences oh. we had there. So but that's a story for another show, Dawn. Maybe our yeah. Halloween episode or something. Oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. So, we have to have that conversation then because now sure. I'm super curious. Mm -hmm. So, but we probably should get on with the show. We should probably have talk you... about romance novels yeah, um, we... instead of ghosts. Unless yeah. unless uh, neither one of you are writing paranormal, right? So I don't no. think we can segue that way. No. No. Okay. <laughs> what have you been working on? Um, I have been working on, what have I been working on? Um children i've been working on getting children settled into the school new school year and then um i have been working on book boxes getting those out because those are going out this week and t-shirt club t-shirts are going out this week and then i'm also working on the next book in the whiskey wars series and nice. i leave for florida for um nink so i'm going to novelists inc conference in florida again and i leave on monday so i'm literally home for a week and then i'm leaving again which so you is have not like how I roll. So it's been a lot. It's been busy. So you do like writing, book signings, writing, book signings, writing, book signings. And somewhere guess. in there the right. rest of your life. Right. Yeah. 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 Looks sounds good. How about well, you? What do you I, I am trying desperately to get this last firefighter book written, um, Saved by Ooh. the Chief. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be released November seventh. Uh-huh. And so I'm desperately trying to get that written and edited and everything all ready and buttoned you can up. Do it. I can. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can. As long as my children leave me alone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed for that one. Yeah. But yeah. And um, so what about you guys? So Sierra, how about you? What do you write? And uh, introduce yourself. Tell us what you write, what you're giving away, what you're reading from, whatever you whatever you want to tell our viewers. Uh, okay, so um, I'm Sierra Godfrey, and I um, write rom-coms, women's fiction, and romance. And my second novel, The Second Chance Hotel, just came out on Tuesday. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you. And um, uh, I will be giving away um, one copy, a signed copy, and uh, to anyone in the, the U.S. and Canada. And um, to enter, uh, you just need to sign up for my newsletter on my website. Um, awesome. SierraGodfrey.com. And we've and got that um, in our, on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. There should be a link for that. So, yes. Yeah. And what about you, Emmy? Well, I am Emi, and I am writing. Uh, yeah, I know. I said, it's uh, crazy. You can find my I know. Amy. It's just like, you know, why do you have to be different? But I've been different since I was two weeks old when they started calling me Emi. And um, I was a singer-songwriter in my youth, and I did have some success. Actually hit the country top 100. Then I rushed ahead and did some real life because Lord knows somebody has to pay the bills. <laughs> and it, it was a dream of mine that I would write a novel at some point in the future, which is very different from the thousands of songs I wrote. But in 2019, I had been running away from the complications of life, reading romance novels. Thank you, everybody, for being romance writers. 
but I decided to take a lot of the Herculean task to do it because I'm a senior and I was picking up books and realizing they no longer depicted my stories. Now my life is different as I'm a senior. And you know, 33% of the population is over the age of 50. So we're missing something, but it's hard to sell a new idea. So it has gone pretty well, however, and um, free falling is a depiction of a woman who runs a five-star hotel. And so I had a lot of fun doing the research around that, spent a lot of time on the North Shore where lovers seem to be finding their groove. And so I had a lot of fun writing free falling. And most recently I put together a photo book because I have a big following for my photography, which you'll also find on emispirit.com and Pearls of Wisdom. So it's pictures that I took during the writing of Free Falling, Pearls of Wisdom from Free Falling. Lord knows we hope that um, I have Pearls of Wisdom for Reconfigured Dreams, which is the book I'm working on now. Awesome. Great. And I, I do want to mention um, that Amy has a, a giveaway just for the viewers here tonight. Um, if you do go and check out her book and, and review it um, and then let her know, she will, um, you can win one of, what is, what are you giving away? Uh, when a person goes to my website, I'm giving three pictures that have a pearl of wisdom on them listen, surrender, whatever. And then you can download those and use them to create greeting cards or photos for your friends and for yourself. Yes. And then if you come to the website and sign up tonight, the first three people who sign up can get a free ebook. There you go. Yes. So That's the first three people. Yeah, there we go. And then let us know when you signed up. Um, and, and stamp your time. So we know if you're the first three and then, yes. um, and then we can pass your name along to Amy to win the free ebook. Um, but go to her website and download her beautiful pictures. I was on there earlier this week and they're just stunning. I <gasps> love it. Yes. That's so beautiful. Cool. That's yeah. wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we are about time that we should start reading. And I think Amy agreed to go first. She gracious, graciously agreed to go first. So I'm going to pop her up here. And remember, get your questions in um, written down for um, Amy and Sierra when we come back. Thank you very much. I'm going to bring you up to speed on how this book is laid out. The first chapter, we meet Charlotte at age 75, and she's in an assisted living thinking she's running the place. Chapter two, we meet her at age 60 as the workaholic who's running a five-star hotel. And as she has thrown her focus on that, she has missed finding the love of her life. I think there are many women who've thrown their lives into their work and missed what's really important. So now we're going to meet Charlotte as she's gone to the North Shore and she is staying in a place at Gichigumi Shores and has decided that it might be nice to go out. So I'm bringing you there. Restless. Charlotte decides dinner at Gichigumi restaurant sounds good. It's off season. I'm going to dress up anyway. Who knows what kind of fun she can muster. Charlotte rinses off her lazy day. As she drops her robe, evening shadows accentuate her figure, soften the landscape. She grooves to Al Green's, I'm still in love with you, twirling in her black panties and bra, full breasts cradled in deep demi lace. Her red stilettos call as she eases taupe pantyhose over her foot. Or classy black suede boots. Continuing to smooth the fabric along her thighs, she considers her options. 
Her shapely bottom fits perfectly in the black pencil skirt. Reaching into her jewelry travel case, she chooses her gold coin necklace and hoop earrings. How they complement her auburn waves. Just enough with a lace trim camisole. Now, slips her right foot into the red stiletto, the suede boot on the left. Stiletto wins. The lake glistens in fading light out the windows of the restaurant. Candlelight washes over white tablecloths. Laughter breaks above the mellow guitar music as couples appear enchanted with one another. Even after being single for decades, a wave of insecurity flashes through. That moment when she feels apologetic for asking for preferred seating when she's alone. I'd like a table by the window. Of course, the hostess says as she reaches for the menu. Good to see you, Charlotte. A muscular young man with dark hair comes to her table. Good evening. His shoulder bends an invitation. My name's Jason. Pouring water, I'll be your server this evening. He flashes his masculine charm. Been having a good day? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have, her eyes twinkle. What can I get you from the bar, a glass of wine? No, thank you. I'd love a sparkling water, splash of cranberry. Twist a line, please. Of course, he clicks his pen and collapses the notepad against his chest. I'll bring your menu momentarily. Tonight's special is fresh grilled salmon and spinach cakes. Sounds good. As he crosses the dining room, she notices the drape of his slacks, tailored to flatter. Jason returns with the menu and drink. Adjusting a wrinkle in the tablecloth, he asks, what brings you here? Rest and relaxation. Her sly smile says, too bad you're not older. I've been coming here for years. Standing back, planning to hike. The leaves are still beautiful on Oberg Mountain. I am, sipping from her drink. Today was lazy, but day after tomorrow, I'm scheduled to go out with Stefan, the trail guide. Distracted, she pulls a dried petal from the rose on her table. He always takes me to the best spots. Jason takes the petal from her red nails, slightly bowing. I'll be back in a bit. Charlotte opens her purse to find her reading glasses. She feels watched as she peers through the tortoiseshell frames. Suddenly aware, she realizes her camisole has slipped down a bit to reveal the white of her bosom. She lays the menu on the table. Scanning over the frame, she notices a handsome man sitting diagonal to her. She removes the glasses. Where did he come from? His appreciative eyes glide along her lips, softly across her throat to the delicate valley where the clavicles meet, that vulnerable indent where her heartbeat now jumps. Then his gaze flows down that slope toward her cleavage, so much flesh exposed. Jason returns. The camisole loses its gape as she sits back. I'll take your recommendation, her green eyes melting into his. Salmon and spinach cakes. Caesar salad to start, please. The admirer deflates, his gaze telegraphing, bend forward, please. Those breasts are beautiful. Jason moves, blocking the stranger's view. Save room for the blueberry pie. It's the best you'll ever have. I'm going to trust you on that. Would you mind lifting the shade? The stranger's gaze waits for her. His azure eyes peer deep, 
a movement swells, crash, crashes through her. Every atom sings, I know those eyes. That blue ignites me. Do I know you? Charlotte touches her face and glides her middle finger along her mouth. Her tongue slowly moistens her lip. Hand drops to her heart. His strong shoulders, dark hair laced with silver. Those lips, I want to kiss you. She crosses her legs and feels the pulse between her thighs. Warm pink heats her face. Her eyes move to the window. Outside, the lake is veiled in darkness, stars wheeling. She comes back to his eyes. Here we are, she smiles. His white teeth gleam as he brings words to the conversation. Mind if I join you? So, as you may have figured out by now, they did get a little thing going on. It's complicated, and the story, when you get the book, you'll understand it's a bit complicated. But they did finally go out to dinner, so I'd like to take you to the restaurant. Their table is next to the marble fireplace. No one else shares the room. As the hostess sets menus next to the candle, he pulls out her chair. This is lovely, Brandon, she says as she tucks her purse and nestles her shawl. His eyes light with appreciation. Really, Charlotte, that was the best visit the other night. I've never talked on the phone for four hours. Ellen, the waiter, arrives with a few wine glasses and chatters on about the menu. Charlotte returns to focus as he continues describing the specials of the day. The filet sound good to me. I was thinking the same, Brandon nods at Ellen to excuse him. No wine tonight. We may have dessert later. Taking Charlotte's hand in both of his, you feel it too. Yes, I do, her eyes bright. I'm not sure I want to feel this way. She gazes at the flickering flames, but I do. You just take my breath away. Alan returns with bread and olive oil. Reluctantly, they release as he arranges the plates in salt shaker. Finally, he leaves. I don't know what to do with my feelings, Charlotte glides her fingers along her sweating water glass. I've never felt like this for Samantha or anyone. He reaches for a piece of bread. This is different. Looking into Charlotte's smile, I don't know what it is. We're fine as friends. We can do this, friends. Honey, they're throwing us out of this place, Brandon laughs as he returns from the restroom. It's easy to lose track of time. Brandon pulls Charlotte's chair from the table and helps settle her shawl. Reaching across her shoulders, his cheek skims her ear. His lips graze her skin. She quivers. Feeling her quickening breath, he moans. Charlotte turns into his embrace. We're making this choice. Now you got to figure out where it goes. I knew that you were ending it at we're making this choice. Like you are so good with your voice. That, I mean, we had a couple comments about you narrating like you should probably narrate your own books because you're I very did. beautiful at it. I did my audio book. Oh, good. That's good. good. I'm glad they liked it. Yes. Yeah. Audio book, they, e book, and regular pages. Yes, they loved it. Like, you were very great. And, oh, my gosh, your cues are amazing. I think we should tell every 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 um, author that comes on here, like, Listen to M. See how she <laughs> cues us in 
at the end <laughs> it's perfect it was perfect <laughs> yes deanna said um i love the sensual way you do a reading that was amazing yes. so yes i i felt like you were totally seducing us with your words so, yes nicely and done voice your tone <laughs> like love it yes Maybe that singer-songwriter piece comes through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just have to make sure you like the stories now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had a passion in your voice. Like you could, mm -hmm. you could tell with your, they, of the, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm really bad at communicating right now. I'm obviously not a good, as good as you right now at talking. I have had some, some wine. Um, however, <laughs> The passion is clear in your voice, is what I was trying to say. Yes. Well, I'm glad about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We did have one question come up from Linda. Um, she is asking, Amy, what was your process in starting to write your first book? Well, because I thought it was going to be a senior romance, I should tell you, I write from midnight to 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. That's my sweet spot. Well, you know, I was a professional singer. I'm a natural night owl. Mm -hmm. So I would sit and just write. I had actually put together snippets of words in a file, you know, phrases, things that I was thinking of. And then I started to bring them together. And the first line of the book is she leads with her breasts as she enters the lobby. <laughs> it's my lady with dementia, but I used to run an assisted living facility and there was a woman there who was really like that. And she was <laughs> the sexiest lady and she was in her 90s, the best flirt I ever met. So once I got that first line down, I just started I started to hear people <laughs> make this hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The author hallucination. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This is a safe like space. We don't get concerned yeah. when you say that people talk <laughs> to you in your head yeah. in, in this setting. I've had the same conversation with my husband several mm -hmm. times. Yes. You mean we hear you mean you wrote that on paper? No, they said it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. And then I wrote it on paper. Right. <laughs> um Dylan, I would like you to ask Deanna's question because I was actually curious about that as well. Oh, um, the uh, when do you sleep? Yes. Oh, that is a good one. The tricky thing is to train the world, which means, no, I don't take appointments in the morning. And my friends know if they call before 11 o'clock, they're probably going to get a froggy, growly version of this lovely woman. So... <laughs> I've had the world trained, but you know, if you're smart, you can figure out how to get seven to eight hours of sleep regardless. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would see the sun setting as I went to bed. So I'd sleep a little later. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, those are all the questions we have so far. Do we want okay. to let Sierra follow yeah. that and, yep. and share what she has for us this evening. Yeah. Sierra, do you need to set anything up for us? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a quick overview of what the book is about. Um, so again, this is the second chance hotel and it's about two travelers who meet on a Greek Island and they get to know each other just a little bit. And uh, they, get wildly, wildly drunk one night and accidentally get married and inherit the hotel that they're staying in all in one crazy night. And then they wake up and they're like, oh, that's what just happened. So um, that's, that's what the story's about. And I'm going to read the first chapter for you to sort of set all that up. And so, okay. Amelia Lang was not aiming for Micah's head when she threw the coffee mug, but if he hadn't moved, it would have hit him right between the eyes. Instead, it hit the conference room window behind him with a resounding smack. Tea dripped down the spider web of cracks in the glass. The mug, Amelia saw with regret, had broken. It was her favorite one with whimsical travel illustrations and a gilded rim. 
Too bad about the tea, too. It was a fancy French blend that was hard to find. Those standing in the vicinity watched in shocked silence. Amelia's boss, severe on the best of days, looked thunderous. Amelia, go sit in my office. Micah had the gall to smirk as she passed. She closed her boss's office door behind her and sank into the guest chair. And then it hit her. She'd thrown a mug at someone's head. Never mind that it was Micah's head and that she, still in the flush of fury, thought that he deserved it. She'd never done anything like that, never gotten into a fist fight, never even shoved anyone. She, who gently escorted spiders out of her house and always held the door open for others. Throwing a mug and cracking a window, that was irreversible, evidenced by being sent to sit in her boss's office like she was five. The minutes ticked away. She wished she was the type to escape out the window and briefly considered becoming that person. It looked bad. She could see that. 32 years old, living with her parents again and about to be fired for throwing a mug at her ex-boyfriend's head at work. The past week had been a one-way ticket to Failureville. Finally, after a long stretch that suggested her boss and HR were discussing how to handle her, they came in and closed the door behind them. Amelia, her boss said, I'm sure you can appreciate the difficult situation we're in. Amelia did not appreciate anything, least of all what Micah said right before the mug left her hand, but she nodded. Can you explain what happened? The HR manager asked. She considered how much to tell them. It had been a terrible morning. She left home late and because she'd been running behind, it was a certainty that a traffic accident on Highway 1 running 101 running south out of San Francisco into Silicon Valley slowed her down further. A car fire, no less. And if you were running late, there was a car fire on the freeway. It stood to reason that your mobile phone would be dead so you couldn't call and let people know you'd be late. Amelia didn't even know where her charger was because it was that kind of morning. As a result, she missed most of the morning developer meeting. And as she slid into the conference room, far from invisible, her boss pounced on her in a tone that sounded like he was sucking a lemon. He asked her what the status of the code release was. It went out last night as scheduled, she said. Obviously, the code release had gone out. That was the entire point of her job. There had been a visible shuffling in the room. Amelia looked around, but nobody met her eye, including Micah. But this was no surprise. They'd broken up last week, and he'd done it in the most craven way possible, trotting out the old, I need to work on myself line. She wasn't heartbroken, not by a long shot, but they were supposed to have gone to Paris in three weeks. Amelia had been looking forward to the trip for months. Now, two non-refundable tickets and a breakup later, and they couldn't even look at each other, which was a problem considering they worked together. But there was no reason for the others to avoid her eye. A shiver of horror slid down her spine as she realized that the release had clearly not gone out. Apparently, there was a problem, her boss confirmed. Let's take this offline. Amelia, Meet me in my office in five and we'll discuss. Okay, stand up sober. Everyone shot out of the room, causing a brief log jam at the door. No one wanted to be blamed for a failed code release, which would freak out the investors and send everyone panicking. There could be restructurings and layoffs, and Amelia, who was the project manager responsible for code releases, would surely be at the top of the list. She needed something to do with her hands while her boss told her off, so she made some tea. She was almost to her boss's office when Micah rounded the corner. A little spike pounded into her chest at the sight of him. She tried not to picture how they would have settled back into their airplane seats in three weeks' time, getting magazines out for the flight, studying the emergency procedures card, hoping they wouldn't have to use the instructions. Along with not going to Paris, she'd also had to move back in with her parents across the bay, a fate worse than death. So it was fine that he wasn't talking to her. She didn't want to talk to him either except he stopped in the hall as she passed. I can't believe you didn't get the code out, he said. Oh, the cheek of him. I can't believe you walk around with that reptile face. She regretted the words as soon as they were out. They made her sound angry, which she was, but he didn't need that satisfaction. He shook his head as though disappointed by her childishness. You're supposed to run the final check before it deploys. I did, she hissed. Why was he needling her? Unless there was something, what do you 
you suggesting? I'm suggesting that it's your job to run the deployment check and you didn't. Nothing has changed since 6 p.m. yesterday. As soon as she said the words, she knew. Micah had stuck something in the code after hours, knowing her parents' house had terrible Wi-Fi because they refused to upgrade their equipment or plan. It was like living in prehistoric dial-up times, and she wouldn't be able to check after hours. But she had made the code, was sure the code was solid before leaving work. Your job is to check, perform a check right before deployment, not leave it the day before and call it good. He blinked and squinted all at once, which looked like a facial tick, but Amelia knew better. It was the same squint he'd used when he was breaking up with her or when he was lying. She'd seen that blink squint a lot in the past few months. She knew he'd crashed the release on purpose. Two years with this horrific ass face, one living with him. She had supported him as he took classes to advance at his job, supported him as, wait, 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 that was it. She had taken a full stack engineering certification course a few months ago, passing with flying colors. She was proud of it because it was damned hard. Not that she wanted to become a developer, God no, but it gave her a deeper understanding of their work and put her in a prime spot for a promotion. Micah, who suffered from a light case of tech broism, had decided that he needed the certification too, except he'd failed the final and he worked as a developer. She was sure he'd broken up with her as a result. Not that he'd said that, never, but his I need to work on myself line was suspiciously timed with the news that he'd failed the course. Now he was sticking pieces of crap in the code and crashing it on purpose. No one would believe her, of course, and it would be easy for him to make it seem like she was a hysterical spurned ex. She squeezed the handle of her mug to tamp down the anger. Their boss's door flew open behind them. Amelia, let's go. I need to know what happened with the deployment. It's pretty obvious what happened, Micah said loudly, verging on yelling. His eyes were on Amelia's, glittery and mean. Amelia went home last night and assumed the code was fine. She didn't bother running the final check, so if somebody added a piece of code, she wouldn't have known, and it crashed. She always makes developers here, here feel rushed because she wants to get home to dinner. That's when the mug left my hand, Amelia told the HR manager now. That is awesome. <laughs> cute. Super cute. Oh my gosh. I would I would also throw the mug out of his head. <laughs> yes, I am hearing from a lot of readers that really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> what a we, know, we know we don't throw mugs at people's heads, but it's so fun to read about somebody who lets go. Yeah. <laughs> Except it sounds like she's not exactly going to get away with it. So, no. <laughs> spoiler alert, no. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. No, that was super cute. Thank you very much for sharing. I, I just have to say, I think my sister had a, a similar issue today. Like, just like that. Yeah. She's like the sweet girl that doesn't cause problems she's always like yes sir yes ma'am like always cheerful about it and she laid into a customer and her boss today Ooh. and and her manager said go home please don't leave me <laughs> oh my God. so she she got to go home today and i and she came shopping with me and i was like you go girl let's go smell some good stuff to like get your cheese straight let's go to the candle store <laughs> smell some stuff but, yeah so dylan questions we got questions yes um we do linda linda came through with a couple questions here um linda wants to know what do you do when a new idea jumps out at you while you're still working on a book and sierra let's have you answer that one first um, well, that happens to me every time I'm working on a book, <laughs> which I'm very <laughs> yeah. grateful for because I'm, I'm paranoid, perpetually paranoid that the well of ideas will dry up, dry up and that doesn't, that, that hasn't happened yet. So um, I subvert it. I subvert the idea. I don't give it my mental energy and I don't give it, I just don't look at it. Um, but I'll file away a few details because they'll come to me regardless and I'll just think, okay, when it's time to pay attention to that, I will 
think about it and remember those things. Sometimes I'll make uh, little notes, just little spark notes on, in my apps, you know, program and notes app. And um, yeah, but I leave it, I'll leave it alone because if I let it take root, it'll take over. And I don't, yeah. don't want to do that. See, I'm different. What willpower you have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm different. I stop and I write a first chapter Ooh. And, then, and then I end and then I go back to my, my other project. I like that. Yeah. I just, I stop and I write a first chapter and then I go back and then I, then I get back to that first chapter and I'm just like, what the heck was I going for here? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to start from square one. So, I mean, maybe yours is better. <laughs> How about you, Amy? Well, I have had the intrusions come through. So I've created file where I jot down ideas and then I'll do a quick outline of where I think it might go. But I have to say when I was writing free falling, it didn't go to where I thought it was going to go. I did not know I was going to have the dementia story in there. And so you never know where it's going to really go. But if I have a basic outline, then I can start writing. Yeah. All right. And then, Amy, like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Can I ask Amy a question real quick? Sure. Do you do you write just older, like older romance, or do you write like age gap or like Silver Fox? What are what what genre are you at specifically? Well, I'm trying to focus. The next book, the heroine is 58 years old. She's a professional singer. And so I'm trying to capture the idea that we can live joy to our last breath. That just because we start to change in how we look, that doesn't mean the spirit of who we are isn't still alive and well. And by the way, sexy. <laughs> love that love last it. part yes love that last part linda agrees linda says yeah. love that. um all right one more question um what do you like to do when you're not writing so sierra what what do you um i like have a day do? job and i am doing that <laughs> during the day and um but what do you like to do when you're not writing? <laughs> I like to read. I read every chance I get. So, yeah, I read. I love reading. And is there a specific, yeah. is it always romance? Do you read kind of across genres or is there anything specific? There, I love romance. I just, and I love contemporary romance. And that's where I spend most of my time. If it has a solid romantic deeply emotional story i'm there that is mm -hmm. i'm sold on that so yeah that's that's where i spend most of my time do you do you find that you tend to read um tropes or or genres or anything outside of what you write uh yeah i have read a lot of uh i guess we're calling it romanticy um right the fantasy with romance um and i'm i'm not a fantasy writer i've never never even dabbled in it. And so that's really interesting to me. Um, and I think any kind of genre that manages to successfully incorporate a, a wonderful romance arc in it uh, is a wonderful surprise because it's like, oh, that was hidden in there so nicely, you know, this whole other world. So I love it. I love when that surprises me. Yeah. How about you, Amy? What do you like to do when you're not writing? When I'm not writing, I, I love to hike. Oh. I like to hike on soft dirt <laughs> and I go talk to the deer. Yeah, I'm, I'm really a nature person. And that's one of the things that you'll see in my stories. The other thing that I'm very intrigued by psychology, philosophy, spirituality. And when I write, you will see threads of that in my work, because I really am curious about how people become who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, what were the threads in the beginning that made us become, you know, what we're perceived to be as we're older? And are we really what people perceive us to be? So I try to unwrap that in story form. Well, in writing, 
in general is a fascinating study of people and behavior. And um, yeah, when I first started writing, you know, I, I guess I didn't, I mean, I always appreciated like really good character development, but I didn't really understand what went into it because yeah, you know, you just, when you start writing a book, sometimes these characters pop into your head fully formed and you have to kind of peel away all the layers as you work on, you know, their motivation and, and why they act the way they do. And especially with romance, because, you know, you have to figure out like what's preventing them from, from finding love. And usually it's something within themselves. So yeah. Can I ask ask everybody a question, including Dylan, who here has people watched? Because you, um, you need to, to get inspiration Oh yeah, God! I'm a people horrible watch. people watcher. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean by people watching anywhere? Okay. All right. Just... I mean, like one time I was working out at the gym, and mm-hmm. I saw this guy go back, and I go past, and I thought he would be like the douchiest douche ever in my book, and he <laughs> is perfect, like for this character. And then I watched him work out. And I watched his manner- mannerisms and I watched him huh. and I thought, I don't know his name, but he's the perfect douche for my book. So I mean, <laughs> I know that's yeah. kind of a cuss word. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. You're, you're only halfway there tonight. I'm Dawn. halfway there. Woohoo. Like, I'm winning this today. I'm winning. I love to watch people because. I um, study expressions and I love the way people walk, you know, are we side to side or is there kind of a smooth or is it a, you know, know. chunky kind of sound? I get what you're saying there. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know when my husband's coming like from far away compared to other people's silhouettes because of his walk, Mm -hmm. he's got this kind of like, he doesn't know he has, but. Kind of a lean. He smells good anyway. <laughs> and he smells good. <laughs> and he rocks in. Smell is like waxing <laughs> off behind him. I can smell him from miles away, and he's got this kind of. <laughs> I like to see if people, I like to see if I can figure out people's relationships, but because mm-hmm. you see them interacting, you're like, are they happy? Are they fine? Are they enjoying each other? Are they about to fall apart? Oh, yeah. Horrible. But I'm fascinated by it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's always a story kind of spinning around that. Well, and I think that was one of the things that was so sad about, you know, when when we were all at home during COVID is I felt like I just missed being around people. And, you know, because I'll, I'll do that, too, or my husband and I go out to dinner or something, you know, I'll be like, what's their story? You know, and we'll make yeah. up a whole yeah. situation and, yes, and everything. You said about... that. I love that. I yes. love that. Yes. So it's, it's fun. To, However, to do I do. Feel, I missed I, it. I missed it during I, COVID because we were all home. Yeah. I feel like that you need to be careful about that because I was just remembering that. Isn't that like a plot line on what's that movie where the date night that's a plot line. Like they begin with their oh, date. The Tina Fey they've movie. Been yeah. For, yeah. They've yeah. Been when I saw together. that in the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, we do that. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> be careful or you might start having to run for your life shortly after right, that. Right, right, right. No, that <laughs> hasn't fine. happened yet. Yeah, You know what? Good. I think if we did walk in on, wasn't it Mark Wahlberg shirtless? Oh, um, Ooh, I believe your husband for Mark Wahlberg. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, no. He won't hear this. No, I would not believe my husband for Mark Wahlberg. I mean, the man does know how to make a good burger, too, though. So (laughs) trade-offs. My husband does make very good burgers. So So it's not all about the abs. It's not all about the abs. It's about the burger that he can provide you. You know, priorities change as you you, uh, get older. So. Oh, they do. Oh, they All do. Right. We, we do have another question from Linda. Linda is coming through with the questions tonight. Um, do you have any odd 
writing habits. I like how she put writing in parentheses there. So I think she's actually asking also, will you tell her what your odd regular habits are? I think she is. Um, I, yeah. We're reading between the parentheses between, there, between Linda. The and yes. How about you, Amy? You want to go first? Oh, I'm trying to think. I just said like... Emmy. Emy. Oh, Amy. I'm so yeah. Like any meeting, miny mole. Put that I in. Know. It, and I know, but yeah. I don't know why. I, I'm having such trouble with that, Amy. Well, it is think? an unusual name. It's beautiful, um, though. I love unusual names, is. but yeah, it just, well, you know, I'm so worried I'm going to say it wrong that I'm saying it wrong. So, well, as long as people get the sense of the spelling, it's E M E for emyspirit.com. So, odd things. Well, oh, yes, I know what it is. I wear pajamas when I write and they have to be a certain brand they're flannel pajamas I get extra large they have a nice collar so I don't get cold in the middle of the night they have deep pockets yeah it's a little weird and they're very expensive they're really I love that though but but at first I was like well that's not so bad because I like to write in pajamas too you get cozy yeah but then you're like it has to be a certain brand and I'm like okay yeah, that's weird. yeah, that's that's a habit. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. When I put them on, I feel like writing. You know, like all of a yeah. sudden, I can't put them on without pulling out a computer. Are they soft? They're soft flannel, and I okay. wear them all year round. It doesn't matter how hot it is. I just have to turn up the air so I can wear my flannels. <laughs> And I'm just going to ask you one more question about your pajamas. <laughs> what is the print on them? Oh, they're all kind of youthful and fun. Although there are some that have like wine glasses and oh, things. Yeah. But the idea is kind of dropping into that youthful, unfettered part of my brain where I can kind of sit and start making things all over again. So this isn't a question, but it is a request. Next time you come to our show, can you please wear those wine pajamas? <laughs> Be happy to. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'd be happy to. And I'll have a mug of hot water, which is my other. Oh, yummy. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. You drink hot water while you write? I do yeah. too. I love having hot water. In fact, I have this. Hot water? Yes. That's hot water. water. Yeah, yes. does it spark your imagination? I might have to try that. Yes, because you okay. know it's smoother and, it. and um, it, it just yeah. I always have hot water. <laughs> I have I have a coffee usually because I I try to rate it four a.m. because that's when oh, wow. nobody is bothering to bother me. Amy's and going to bed at four a.m. and I'm just right. right. And I'm just sitting up to write. <laughs> so I got the coffee going, but. Usually I need something else afterwards, but I'm like, I can't have any more coffee, but I'll try some hot water and see what it does. Thank see, you. I like my hot water to have coffee in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I prefer that first drink of the day, but I get all jittery if I do it too far into the day. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Sierra? Do you have any odd writing I mean, or, or other habits? Apart from the hot water? Um, no, I I usually need to have earbuds in and noise canceling earpods in mm -hmm. and um, listen to a few specific playlists, but nothing, nothing too, too odd. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's really interesting that both of you tonight, this is the first time I've heard of yeah. people drinking Drink hot water, water while they write. And so I think we have to try it. That both of our guests tonight are addicted to hot water. You know what I think it is? Is it's I love tea, right? But I can't drink too much caffeine, and 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 also you have to go redo the tea. But if you have like one of these big thermosy, there you go, thermosy oh, that's tea, a good you just one. fill it with hot water, and it never, you know, doesn't go cold. So you've got a much <laughs> larger thing to drink. And now, but but. How many times do you have to use the bathroom when you drink something that oh, yeah. big while you're trying to write? Yeah, but that's okay because that typically, you know, but you should get refreshes your brain and you're like, okay, that. okay, okay. Yeah. I, yes. I got my next plot line. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Otherwise you sit at your desk for hours at a time, Dawn, and then you get that crick in your you neck. Get a crick. And, yeah. And that's why we walk around like this all the time. <laughs> yeah. So. 
All right. Well, is that the last one? Um, that was the last question that we have so far, but um, I am curious because I don't know, you, you both, you seem to write like you have a different style and everything, but yeah, you've got the hot water in common. I kind of want to know, <laughs> are you plotters or pantsers? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Um, I am a plotter, but I paints the plot. So <laughs> I start with really good intentions of a structure and an outline, and I let the characters breathe a little bit because you have to get to know them before you can really write too much. So um, I think first draft, I sort of let them go, but I always know how this book will end. So general well, it's a romance. Thought. It has to yeah, end with the happy. That's right. That's right. Happy ever after. Happy yeah, ever. yeah. But I will go back and... Um, align the story to beats later mm -hmm. so I'm I think more of a plotter okay yeah. how about you Amy I am I'm a plotter you know when I was doing business they said I was a strategic thinker and creative they have this strength finder thing but mm -hmm. here's the truth when you're creative you get the outline you get a structure that you think you're working with, but you give yourself permission to be creative. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not giving myself to that permission, I don't enjoy writing. Mm -hmm. So if I get that outline too tight and I feel confined by it, then I'm not having any fun. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Fun is important. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I like I've been writing some contemporaries and I think my my jam is historicals, which I'm going to be going back to after I get done with this book that's due. And um, that's my jam because that's where my creative thing comes because, you know, it's not like we're, I'm confined to. If I write something now and I don't have an iPod in it, people might notice, you know, yeah. but uh, I like historically, all I have to do is do my research and then I can use my creative imagination because mm -hmm. history is way more crazy than we can even like come up with. Like that's what I've learned in my research is history mm -hmm. is so crazy that writers can't even come up with the plot of history. But that's, <laughs> that's philosophy. Cool. Some of it. <laughs> Some of it, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that there was camels in Montana in 1850. Really? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> That's how I came up with my first, very first book, because I found out there was camels in Montana in 1850, and that's how I wrote my first book. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. That's very, very cool. cool. So, Don Deanna is asking if you write under a different name for your historicals. No, I, I write under Don Ludicky. Um, I am, I published, a, I've got a couple historicals out there, but I had, like diverted for contemporary and now my agent wants me to go back to historical which I'm so excited about so <laughs> once I'm done with this manuscript that I'm working on now I am doing a historical rom-com series to trade oh. a pitch so the first one is called how to win a husband in 10 ways and then we're going from there um, yes. And will these be American historical? American that's... historical, okay. yes. I was going to yes. say, that's kind of been your sweet spot. That right? is my so, sweet spot. I love it. Frontier and, and all yeah. that. So. Because I can make the heroine like bad. I'm not going to say the ASS because I have done a really good job not cussing this time. But yeah. she is bad A word in mm -hmm. historical romance because they're all tough. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my, that's my jam. All right. All right. So, well, we are over time. Was yep. that what you were going to say? I was going to say we're coming up on time. Oh, okay. So, well, my, um, no, but see, Dylan, can, let's do a clock check. Dawn, you started late. We've been going for 59 minutes. Okay. <laughs> but my clock, my, my phone says 802 and my, it is, my it is two after, but we started late. So I'm going based oh. on how long we've been going. And my computer says, but the more we talk about it, the longer we'll go. So that's why we're talking about it <laughs> is thank you for being with us tonight, Sierra yes. and Amy. Um, before we go, I uh, just want to remind people that you do have a giveaway up on the romance happy hour Facebook page. And um, 
And is there anything else, Dawn, we want to ask one more time? Like, where's the best place to find you? Mm -hmm. You can find me at any bookseller. Amazon, of course, has it, but all your bookstores can get it also. Yeah, same. And come to com. You can get everything there. Perfect. (laughs) And And the downloads. And the downloads. Don't forget, you get the downloads. You get some pictures for free. I got the video, I mean, the uh, photo book coming out, but that won't be free. It's expensive to print. I bet, yeah. And Sierra's giving away um, an e-book, correct? Uh, One signed hard copy. Paperback, okay. So Sierra's giving away the paperback. And Amy is giving, for the first person that goes and signs up for her newsletter, lets us know she is giving away downloads as well. So go get those done tonight before everybody else does. And um, we will see you next time. Yes, we'll be back um, the fourth Thursday of September. So we'll see yes. you then. Thanks for being with us tonight. We really appreciate it. It was it was a, a, lot, a lot of fun, fun hearing both of you read. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Nice to meet all of you. <laughs> you too. You too. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.